You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. A gorilla bear versus polar bear. A what bear versus a what bear? Then Enrique Alvarez Clary. A gorilla bear versus a polar bear. Polar bear. <laughs> One more time. Gorilla. Gorilla versus a polar bear. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. If there's one rejoin I could cancel forever and wipe from the face of this earth, that would be the one. Never. I I think back to my younger years, younger days, and I go, what in the world was I saying? Probably say that about a lot of things. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman Text Line. Both open for you guys the rest of the way here. We got about 30 minutes or so left in the show. We'll get to Austin and Strick in about 10-15 minutes uh, around there. Uh, first, let's let's talk Nebraska men's basketball, huh? Because Why not? Nebraska men's basketball improves to 3-0 and with a 64-50 victory against the Ryder Bronx last night. Ryder came in 1-1. One one. They beat Immaculata in the first game. They lost. Uh, they got the doors blown off uh, by, by Marquette uh, prior to Nebraska. And preseason they, favorites in the MAAC. They were preseason favorites in the MAAC. They also had the preseason player of the year on their roster as well. And that is uh, number five, Mervin James. Mervin fouled out with 12 minutes and change left in the second half. And so he picked up his fourth foul and uh, ended up then getting ca- called for a technical foul, which then you know, gave him his fifth uh, personal and he was fouled out for the rest of the game. That was a big, big turning point in the game last night with about 12 minutes left in the game. Nebraska, no, neither team, I should say, ended the game really shooting all that well from the floor. Nebraska ended one of nine, mm-hmm. uh, but they were able to get to the free throw line at a decent clip towards the, the tail end of last night. Uh, Ryder finished the game one of 14, and uh, didn't it's not that Nebraska was necessarily fouling. Uh, Nebraska turned it over eleven times last night. It was pretty sloppy. Um, it was not not a very good uh, showing by Nebraska's offense, especially. I mean, their defense was okay, but even then, like Ryder was missing a yeah. lot of shots that were just open. It's not like Nebraska mm-hmm. was in their face every time. Well, and it was it was interesting. So Ryder's defense was Austin characterized it perfectly last night when he and I were sitting next to each other. Um, It's that it's just a group of annoying guys that you never want to play in or against at the Y. Just really pesky. Yeah, just just like annoying. They're just always around. Always there. They're not, you know, they're not going to overpower you. They're not going to outspeed. They're just always there. And their hand, their hands, they had very active hands. Well, that's the thing is they weren't super tall. They were pretty long. Ryder was the Mm -hmm. Bronx. Um, And that, that, Pose some some issues for Nebraska, right? Obviously, this was probably the toughest test to, through a very very short and small sample size. And they were playing pretty physical, which is they were. why they had so many fouls. But they were getting kind of physical with Nebraska. Yeah, Ryder last night committed eighteen fouls. Nebraska, the uh, entire game just finished, or excuse me, uh, committed nine. Um, when you look at the uh, Nebraska, just scores in the boxes. They shoot 33% from the field and 28% from beyond the, the three-point line. A guy like Bryce Williams, Nebraska, he he started out really slow at Charlotte last year, but really finished the season really strong last year at Charlotte. Um, 
But now, this year, looking at Bryce Williams, he's a guy in the starting lineup. He goes one of six from the field last night, one of three from beyond the arc. Excuse me. Adds eight rebounds to his total and shoots four or five from the free throw line. Finishes with seven points, eight boards, and three assists. Uh, just one turnover for Bryce Williams. Jamarcus Lawrence struggled to shoot the rock last night. 0 for 5 from the field for the sophomore guard. Just three rebounds. Uh, played 24 minutes for Nebraska. Let's talk, though, about one of the guys down low. And that is Rink Mass. Rink Mass, here's the deal. Um, in In... 28 minutes of play, he shot, he did not shoot very well. He shot four of 12 from the field, which is about 30%, if my math is correct. He took four three pointers, uh, missed all four of them. I was say, he was taking some threes because they were leaving him open. Yes. They, were, they were daring him to shoot. He can hit those and he will yeah. hit those, but it just, it was off from behind the arc for everybody. It from was. Nebraska, it Nebraska. was. And, and, and I think that's understandable because you expected. It to go down at some point, like you didn't ex- you didn't expect them to shoot forty one percent, except for CJ like Wilson, he was like three they, for three to start. like they did in previous games. Um, I mean, if you, so, once again, Rink Mass though, big thing for Rink Mass, and 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 we're gonna see this value in in number fifty one, the the Bradley transfer going forward. His rebounding, I mean, he he had the the what was it sixteen or ten points, sixteen rebounds at one point last night. Now he has. Uh, or excuse me, that, that was not last night. That was a previous game. Uh, but last night he finishes the game with 12 points and 13 boards. 11 of those boards coming on the the defensive glass, and that's something that Nebraska is going to need. Like Nebraska, they're they're extremely long, and having two guys in rink mass and Josiah Alec who move relatively well for guys their size, you're going to need them to be able to attack the boards when it comes to Big Ten play when they're facing off against uh, Purdue and Michigan State mm-hmm. and Michigan, who looked really good last night despite not having Hunter Dickinson this year after he transferred to Kansas. Nebraska's going to have to. I mean, that's been a big bugaboo for Nebraska the last couple of years. Derek Walker did a lot for Nebraska, but you can't ask Derek Walker to do every single thing for you every single night. Yeah. Um, and then also, while he is undersized a tad, uh, I'll just... <laughs> Go out and compete against two Big Ten type of bodies. This I mean, year, it feels like Nebraska might have two in Rink Mass and Josiah Alec, who you feel pretty good about. Yeah, I mean, those two right now, when you get to Big Ten play in previous years, you would have Derek Walker, who was undersized for his position, and then you would have a a Blaze Kata, who, although he is a big body, didn't yeah. move as well as Rink Mass or Josiah Alec do. So in order to get those rebounds, he'd have to be in perfect position in order to get that. And and sometimes it just wouldn't work out for Nebraska. Right now with those two, with the athleticism that Josiah Alec shows, with the footwork that both of them show, having two big guys in there at the same time is going to up Nebraska's rebounding chances when they do enter Big Ten play. And you're seeing it right now in these first three games of the season that Nebraska is doing really well on the rebounding side of things. And that's kind of something that Nebraska has struggled with in years past. And, and a big reason why a lot of those games went by the wayside and went the yep. way that they did was because Nebraska, even if the opposing team would miss a shot, they just couldn't get the ball back and they'd give up an offensive rebound or, or they would miss a shot and they wouldn't have any offensive rebounds. They'd have very few offensive rebounds um, throughout entire games. So now with those two, with the way that Josiah Alec hustles, and again, with the way that Rink Mass, you know, positions himself under the board and is just kind of bigger and stronger than some of the guys he's facing right now, that's going to go a long way for Nebraska in the rebounding category. No, he's not going to, 
you know, outmuscle a Zach Eady or some of the other bigs in the Big Ten, but he is going to offer not only the strength of some of Nebraska's previous bigs, but the smarts and the the scoring ability to kind of get get other teams, get those bigs out of position to get those rebounds. His ability to stretch the field, uh, stretch the field, to stretch the court yeah. and get out behind the three-point arc is going to have a player like Zach Eady not necessarily in the perfect position to grab a board. It was, I mean, a couple of things last night as well. Um, you had Kase Tomonaga, who at times felt like he was just trying to get back into the rhythm of things. And Fred talked about that last night after the game is that, listen, they're, they're, not, they're not concerned in the slightest about uh, Kase Tomonaga returning and him shooting three of 11 from beyond the arc. He was one for nine at one point and then ended up hitting his next two in a row, which was, I mean, good to see. But Kase in just 22 minutes of game time was 3 of 13 from the field and 3 and 11, 3, 4, 11, I should say, from beyond the arc. A guy that was a bright saw, and Rico mentioned him, C.J. Wilcher, off the bench. And, and there was kind of the curious, the curiosity of, of lineup co- uh, combinations with Kaysay returning. Do they sit Jamarcus Lawrence and bring Jamarcus off the bench? Do they bring C.J. Wilcher off the bench? Where do they go? Uh, they chose to take C.J. Wilcher from off the bench and it worked out really, really well last night. C.J. Wilcher is a guy that's had a really strong start to the year. He played 23 minutes last night for the Huskers in the uh, plus-minus category. Nebraska was plus 13. When C.J. Wilcher was on the floor, he finishes shooting 50% from the field, three of five from beyond the arc, and hit two of his free throws, added five boards. Uh, he did turn over the rock three times. He, he loves to do the... Uh, spin move and after it worked one time he tried it two more times mm-hmm. and give credit to Ryder Ryder that defense was kind of suffocating Nebraska at times and uh, they forced a, a decent amount of turnovers and as we got on the text line uh, that number by the way 402-464-5685 uh, Elise's dad said a huge turnover problem last night was passing up open shots and trying to make another pass you did see that where it was almost too unselfish. Yeah. It was almost too unselfish. You don't see that very For often. Nebraska. And that's just, I would assume, just playing together, continuing to, to figure out, uh, and, and also getting into a rhythm. Yeah. Like, there were times when, when Rink Mass probably should have passed up a three or vice versa and did the other thing, Kaysay, uh, you actually saw it for a, a while there when he was in his dry spell last night. He was passing up shots that normally you would see Kaysay fire from wherever mm-hmm. and uh, those were times in Narnia you know in, in January he's throwing it up from the logo and Austin looked at me and was like hey in January he's hitting that he's taking that shot oh, he's taking that and he's hitting it and he's hitting it and so like that's that's where Nebraska basketball is kind of at right now it's one of those passing up a, a good shot for a great shot but yeah. they weren't realizing that them getting that pass from whoever they were the great shot and they're still and they're still not at full strength either so I think I think that's important and, and there's value in remembering that right mm-hmm. Jamarcus you, is still running the show and that might be a reason for his slow yes. start so far yeah Jamarcus is running at point uh you would expect like a, a Ramel Lloyd jr whenever he gets healthy or uh, ready to go again he'll he'll slide into that point guard position you feel pretty good about him uh there was even t- uncharacteristic you know, shots from like Sam Hoiberg at a time last night mm-hmm. uh, that you just don't necessarily see. And, I th- and it might be just guys trying to get into a rhythm. Uh, not a whole lot of concern because at the end of the day, Nebraska, here's the thing. There was convert. There was that nervous energy in PBA last night. Right. Uh, brought it to within one. Wh- whether it was, whether it was between us media members where we were saying, listen, like they can't, 
looking ahead, Nebraska needs to be a six and one or a seven and zero team ahead of that Creighton game on thir- on December third. Like they need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to to number one to draw a lot of fans to the the arena, right? Which they'll do it no matter what. But the energy will be a lot uh, a lot a lot better. You need if, that if you're, if you're at a really good record and you haven't lost to a Ryder or a Duquesne, right? Um, you could also argue that uh, Nebraska, as they have Stony Brook tomorrow night, Stony Brook just lost to Duquesne, who comes to Lincoln next week, because uh, they're kind of playing this thing called the Cornhusker Classic, which is kind of just a round-robin type of thing. Mm. Uh, but Nebraska faces Stony Brook tomorrow, who just lost by, I think, 22-85-63, if I remember correctly, Woof. to uh, Duquesne last night. They'll face then Oregon State on Saturday in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, in a neutral site game. And then uh, they'll face Duquesne next week. Nebraska, I mean, they, they're going to have, uh, they should, and I'd expect them to win comfortably against Stony Brook. But then the next two are going to be are going to be a little more of a tougher test. You have Duquesne, and then obviously the Oregon State Beavers, which will be your mm-hmm. first uh, Power Five game of the season. We'll see how healthy Nebraska can get. Is there? You were at the game. You went to the put. Was there a reason? Did Fred say that Eli Rice only played what nope. three minutes? That was that was interesting. Eli Rice, he comes in, hits a corner three. Yep. Uh, I thought he had a pretty pretty good defensive possession as well. Gets pulled. He's done after three minutes, and uh, that is it. So, it, it, I mean, we, we talked about it yesterday, and Austin talked about it on his little pregame video that he did on the way to the stadium, on the, on the way to the arena, I should say. Um, somebody's going to get their minutes reduced, and there's going to be a guy that kind of gets cut out more than others. Mm-hmm. And last night, I guess it was Eli Rice. We'll see if that's the case going forward. Um, once, Especially once they get Jawan Gary back, mm-hmm. once they get Ramel Lloyd Jr. back. I wonder how the lineup's healthy. look. When Ramel and Jawan come back, because yeah. you would you would think that maybe if this happens, that Ramel would start at point, Jawan would slide into the three. Yep. If you want to keep Kase in at the two, Kase, yep, and then and then Rink and Rink and Josiah, Josiah and Rink, yeah, are your four and your five. So then you'd have Jamarcus coming off the bench, yep. CJ coming off the bench. You have Boogie, obviously, Jerron Coleman. You have uh, Bryce, Williams. Bryce Williams. So Hoiberg. Yeah, yeah, like there's there's just not a lot of room yeah. for there's not a lot of room, unfortunately, for like a guy like Eli Rice right now in, in in a substantial role. Yeah. If you do get in, if you're any of those players, if there is foul trouble and you do end up getting in the game or whatever happens and you 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 see more minutes, you're gonna have to make them count because you yeah. never know how long you're gonna be in. Which is a good problem to have for Nebraska, as opposed yeah. to not having enough people to bring in. Now having this this amount of players who you have confidence in when they're in the game, this is a good problem to have. It would be it would be interesting, like once they do get Ramel into the rotation, once they do uh, bring in Jawan. Like we're gonna we're gonna find out, unfortunately, if if for whatever reason Ramel's injury is longer than expected mm-hmm. um how valuable like Sam Greasel was to this team last year not only an experience but just having a true ball handler mm-hmm. up at the top we we just got done talking about Jamarcus Lawrence and and him you know being the designated point guard I guess it's not to say he can't do it it's just not 
and this is just us speaking on our side. I don't think it's natural for him. I could be wrong, but once well, that's not the. But I'm saying what I'm what I'm getting at is that it's not a Sam Greasel back there, who's primarily a ball distributor, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we we'll we'll see as as it goes forward. Nebraska, though, fortunately enough, doesn't have a a real difficult test until that December third game against the Creighton Blue Jays. And I think there's a lot of fans, and myself included, that expects them to be 6-1, and 7-0 and uh, going into that match against the Blue Jays at Pinnacle Bank Arena. All right, let's take our final time out. When we come back, we'll uh, be joined by Austin and Strick as we get you ready for On the Block with those two. And uh, we'll talk uh, about the game last night, talk about Jimbo Fisher, and uh, a couple other things that are just uh, kind of on my mind right now as we bring in Strick and Austin uh, right after this on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.